Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. Inspiration, insights, and ideas for your business and your journey. Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Wiersma. Today is the first day of the rest of your life, and you are in for a treat. I'm here with the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network in London with Lucinda. And when I was doing my homework for this podcast, I watched all of her online videos. I feel like I already know her because I've heard her sing and I've seen her entertain and I've seen her art. And I'm just so honored to have her on the show. Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. It's lovely to be with you, Betsy. Really lovely to be here. Well, I was telling you, so I've traveled the world and I always just find amazing women. And I find that the stories are fascinating about who you are and what made you you and what didn't work and what worked and the continuing journey we have of just trying to figure it out every day. And uh, I love to tell these stories because I think women should hear stories of other women. It's inspirational and it's also aspirational because when the world says you can't, perhaps you would say they can. And knowing your personality from your videos, I think we're going to have some fun. So, um, so introduce yourself thinking that here's a woman, she's listening to this podcast, she just wants to meet an, in- an interesting uh, cat, I'm going to yeah. say. Yeah. Um, so tell us just a little bit about you. Well, I am from Glasgow. I'm born, I was born in Scotland. And my family's McKinnon okay. from the Isle of Skye. Oh, lovely, lovely. So, so I've got that Scottish thing. Oh, you've going got on. the Scottish connection going, and you're going up soon, I believe. Is yes. that right? You're going up maybe tomorrow? Yes. Um, no, but you'll have a great time. It's a great place. I think I learned to be the way I am by being from Scotland, which is very much we, we like to talk to people. Whether it's is that where stop. I got it? Because my husband so, yeah. wants to make a t-shirt that says talks to strangers. <laughs> yes, it probably Because I does. don't meet strangers and I just love to talk to people. So. Yeah, the curiosity. Scottish heritage. Scottish heritage. Very friendly. And I think, you know, my first guitar was, I got my cereal box, it's called Weetabix. And I cut a hole in it and I put rubber bands on it. And I used to wear a little tartan kilt. And I've got this picture of me with a Beatles guitar. But that was after I made my first guitar. And I used to go around just thinking this was fantastic, you know. So it's invention. <laughs> well, and what tell because I'm sorry, I'm an American girl that doesn't know. What is growing up in Scotland like? Because the, we're visiting Angus. So we're going to visit a farm in the middle of the country. And then we're going to go into Edinburgh which I've been to Edinburgh in Scotland, in Glasgow before um, when I had a speech there years ago. Um, so, you know, that's more of a metropolitan city. But yes. like education-wise, you know, I don't know much. Oh, I think education-wise is you're just learning from each other again. It's called being at play, isn't it? At school, it's not until you, and that's life. I think you learn life at school, certainly in Glasgow. You know, and I remember because I always had loads of felt pens. I was always drawing, and people say, "Can we borrow your? Can we borrow your pen, Sunday?" Because I used to be called Cindy, so with a very strong Glasgow accent. And I'd go, "Well, make sure you give it back," you know, because it'd be flying off. And it was, it was just interesting being in the school. In a, it wasn't. I mean, it's a, it wasn't a huge school, but um, I just think you you learn about friendship. You know, and I wasn't mathematically inclined. I was much more creative. So it was always about making things. And that's where I excelled. And that's what I loved. And that was, but I think it's just you learning your first experience of interacting with other people. Mm -hmm. And somebody's bigger than you, somebody's smaller, somebody wants this, somebody wants that. 
but I don't have any bad memories of school. Well, looking at your musical talent and your art talent, did you have theater programs for youth? Like my daughter grew up and was in a theater group and, you know, she learned how to sing and it was a thing. And then it got super competitive in America. Everybody had to, you know, be the winner. And so she dropped it. But you didn't have no. that growing up? No, no education whatsoever. I just picked up, I made, like I said, I made my own guitar and played yeah. it. And I sang in the garden. I used to love musicals. My father used to play Busby Barkley movies and I loved them because I loved the set design. That's what I absolutely loved, the scale and the play of space, and then obviously the songs and harmonies and so on. So that had a huge influence on me, for sure, and comics and cartoons, because I didn't read much, but I loved images and messages, very quick impact. And um, so, yeah, I had no training whatsoever. I just taught myself, so I don't read really or write music. And... Well, you sing it great for not reading and writing it. <laughs> yeah, you don't, and the thing is, you don't have to. I say to people, you don't have to be able to read and write. Those who went to college and studied it obviously did. I would have liked to have done architecture because I love scale and, and, and sort of I loved architecture. And um, it's just interesting, but it was all about maths. Maths was my weakness, so I just made things with my hands and expressed with my voice. And so I didn't go to the college, but I said, it's in everybody. Everybody has it in them already. So how long did you stay in Glasgow? Because you're not there now. No, I came down to London when I was in 1979 to go to art college. And I went to Wimbledon Art College, spent a year there. And you would try all the different subjects, clay, glass, you know, different graphics uh, or performance, theatre design. And again, and I just sort of thought, I don't know, I want to do everything. So actually, I went on to furniture design. So it was three-dimensional design, which meant I could use space to create sets and so on yeah I was playing with things I went into the fashion department and they said where are you going now Miss Seeger you know you're all over the building and I said well I want to try a bit of textiles because what I was doing was connecting other students to each other mm. so the connecting thing started early on and then I'd have I loved having people over so um I lived in a squad and which I don't know if you know what if that is no. it's, it's a building that you're you're not renting you've actually friends have broken into very old, disused buildings. A called a squat. So a I, squatter. I was a squatter at one point when I after graduating, and um, and it was a great space. It was a great house. So we did it all up. We polished the floorboards, painted it because it was basically empty. We still paid for water and paid for things, but the funny thing about it was I was chosen for a TV series from Turner Broadcast in the States called A Portrait of Great Britain. And Blake Carrington from Dynasty presented it. Okay, and I knew who that was, of course. Yeah. And he said, and here's Lysandra Seeger, and she lives in a squat. And a squat is an old apartment in an old building. And I thought, Blake, it's not an apartment in a building. It was an old house. But it was great. So we had this, um, it won an award. Fun. That is that still available somewhere? You can see it. I've put it on, I've put it on YouTube. Oh, but fun. it's fun. So, so I think it's all about the playfulness. For me, it's about the playfulness. I came to art college, made friends and um, loved it. And I'm still here. I'm still in London. And still doing art. I'm still doing still art. Performing. still doing music, making records. And, you know, the stories, everything that we have tells a story, no matter what it is you do. And there's a story and a story and a story. I've got so many stories I could tell you. But we love stories here at Boost Power Podcast. Yeah. Well, and, and the purpose that I really like the stories too is because everybody feels like there's this one way. No. You know, people like feel like society says, you know, I, I never could figure out how to have 2.5 children. 
because that was in America. You know, you, you grow up, you get married, you have 2.5 children. I was like, how does the 0.5 part work? I'm not so sure. And of course, not being traditional, I did a practice marriage myself. So that one didn't work out so much. And now I have a great marriage and we adopted. So at 41, I adopted. So I didn't do the regular 2.5. I didn't, I did it all wrong and did it a little later than many people in America. So yeah, so I'm always interested in like what happened, but then what did you learn? Because I think that's what makes us who we are today. Well, I think for starters, accidents and make you learn from accidents, something happens. And I'm trying to think because of the way I meet people by being out and about, um, I had to hit records that went to number one. Now, I never anticipated ever being on a music program called Top of the Pops. And I never thought I was going to do a little drawing of a character in 1988 to describe how I felt. And I wasn't feeling good at that time, so I was writing this letter, and this letter has appeared in the previous exhibition. But the character I drew was the only way I could express how I felt. And this has become Harriet. So she has started from a lump, she's started as a lump of lead and has gone into this brick who's toured the States because I'm, I was touring the States with Steve Bronsky from Bronsky Beat. And again, moments and being in a place and turning the corner and looking and saying yes to something, you don't know what it is, but you don't know that you might end up having the top line of a record that ends up. Right. You know, you just, I didn't know that. It wasn't a plan. Yeah. And and being the TV show, did that open other doors or that just was a one-off that just kind of happened? It was a one-off that happened and it was great because I look at that and I think it was an award-winning, it was cable TV, mm-hmm. and which means what you're doing is you're building your life story. Yes. You're leaving a legacy behind for friends, family, grandchildren and so forth and other people to learn from. And the key, my thing is always about being playful and being a bit sort of wild and guerrilla style, mm-hmm. you know, just be Oh, yes. And you did that very well during um, COVID. And we'll talk about that. You are listening to Boost Power Podcast. You're at the edge of your seat. I know you want to know the YouTube channel. We'll get to that. Superstar, musician, unbelievable podcast guest. And we will be right back. You are listening to Boost Power Podcast with your host, Betsy Weersma. We are part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Enjoy these true stories and proven business tips for your business and your life. Now, back to Boost. And we're back. I know you didn't want me to leave this time. Too good of an interview, Betsy. Please do not leave. All right. So think of a time that something happen first did you ever get kicked out of that house when you were a squatter inquiring minds want to know yeah yeah of course we did we were we were there for four years and then they said now we want to rip it apart and turn it into something horrible we'll take out all the features of the victorian so we did but we all sort of everybody found somewhere you know we were very lucky it was a lovely community of artists oh wonderful so it had a it had a happy ending but it just we looked after this house that would have been empty Right. And you loved you know, it. And we gave it love. Yeah. And you had a place to live. So think of one of your stories and that has um, a, a moral to the story, something that someone could learn or something you personally learned um, by a choice you made or something that happened when you met someone that was unexpected. Oh, gosh. I think without having anything prepared that I've got in mind, I'll just use the fact that singing 40 Miles, which was the hit record, 
was something that I learned that I was given this piece of vinyl and I played it and I thought, I really don't like that. It's not my kind of music. But then I took a breath and thought, hey. So I, I played with it. And the first thing that came out of my mouth was, I'm only 40 miles away from love. I sang that and I thought, hmm. And then I kept on going. So w then that progressed. So that was what I had. I end up in a situation with two people I'm not really connecting with. But then I thought, this isn't my field. It's not my area. I love Latin jazz and harmonies. But if you have fun and pretend you're an actress, it's just a game. Yeah. Enjoy it. Have yeah, fun with it. It's a role. It's a role. And so I did it. And the bizarrest thing was it made so many people happy. I was on the underground and I heard people whistling that melody. It became an anthem. And I thought, oh, my gosh, wow. this has actually made people really happy. Yeah. And today there are comments going on YouTube saying, I remember that tune, it really was something, it was a part of my life. So basically an accident or something that you play with that you didn't think you liked, you could actually have a high impact on someone else's life years later. And I was told, and this is for me is a compliment by a black music producer, he met me at a casting for an advert that, again, playfully I went in on auditioned for and out of the blue. And I said who I was and he said, I know that tune. You, I was a little boy and I saw you on TV and you gave us permission to improvise and do our thing, listening to you. Wasn't that extraordinary? Wow. And what an honor. You know, I always believe that everything is on purpose and what an honor to have a ripple effect, I would call it, from this one thing that you did out of just love and joy and being you and giving that to the world and then to have others outside give you that feedback. It was I was found it extraordinary, and I said thank you, you know, because I love Ella Fitzgerald, Nina Simone, yeah. you know, and so for me that was a great. And I would never, ever, ever have thought mm -hmm. when I started that journey, I would meet somebody who would turn around and say you affect, you had an effect on my life and an impact, which was positive. Yeah. So that was yeah. yay. That's a good one. And never say never. Never say never. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> And that, that is the thing. I was um, selling my art clothing and I did a booth and didn't have any sales. But I met the nicest people. And so, like, you know, I, the people that came by at least was a time they could see beautiful clothing. I made some beautiful little trinkets, you know. And it, I also helped a young girl who was selling cookies and she was just launching her business. And so she sold $200 worth of cookies. I stood oh, and sweating where the sun didn't shine in a hot tent all day. But I thought, you know what? Some days you stand in the hot tent. That's right. It's okay. It's because okay. you don't know. You don't know who, what, where, when, why is going to be the thing. And it's yeah. always that thing of you are where you're meant to be at the time. Absolutely. As women are listening to this podcast, what else along your journey would be something that you would share, you know, to uplift and inspire? Because I think the world spends the whole time telling us no. So I love, yes, and I love possible. And I'm sitting here looking at your character on that beautiful shirt and the beautiful card you gave me. Um, well, I think, you know, when you give a present, I love to give a present. I love to make presents. And gift, life is a gift, isn't it? So I think... Nurturing other people for me. So when I give a, every morning I take pictures and I send them to the family and that's my way of connecting because during lockdown we were, people were isolated. So I said, just take a picture, send it and write your comments, say anything. It doesn't matter. And just 
connect. And then so you're giving each other a gift of love. You're planting the seed of love. And these t-shirts came about because I wanted to give presents to people. So I made them, I got them done locally, and then I wore them. And then somebody said, oh, I really, I want one of those, I want one of those. And I thought, oh gosh. So I haven't sorted any of that out. I just thought the thing is people for years have really liked Harriet. I mean, I'm talking about men, women, all kinds of people just seem to see something that they connect with. And Harriet is her character because this is a podcast, not a video. And so if you were to describe Harriet's personality, what would you tell us? Well, Harriet is, I call her my alter ego because that's, people can understand this is an alter ego, but Harriet has diarized my life. So whatever I learn and whatever I do, I've been drawing Harriet and she has grown and grown through drawing since 1988 to become the drawing she is today. And I use her for, as soon as I wake up in the morning, I draw Harry. I listen to a meditation from Deepak Chopra. It's very short, nine minutes. Then I do morning pages with uh, Julia Cameron, which I loved. Mm -hmm. So that kept me going through lockdown. So there was structure. I think a structure was really helpful. Mm -hmm. And writing you get all your rubbish out of your head first thing in the morning, then you come up with something creative and eventually you end up with, you can be writing a poem or something, but I would then draw Harriet sitting at the kitchen table, which I've currently got in a new exhibition in the oh, glass yeah. cabinet. Yes. So what I've taken as this new exhibition is Harriet, who is me, into the cabinet sitting at the kitchen table on four different glass shelves, taking you through isolation, overwhelmed, through th lots and lots of thoughts and then chaos the whole world was upside down and then nature so she's in the park just listening to the trees and and I thought that everybody can ex everyone experienced that mm -hmm. and so she's she is medicine to me she is I say to people just draw just draw anything flip don't say you can't do it do it and even if you one thing I thought was if you draw a tree for everything you've done in your life you can either do good and bad, or you can just say, I'm going to focus on the good things. I spoke to a friend who was quite upset, and I said, listen, just draw a tree for everything positive, and you look at your forest. What a forest. What a forest. Mm -hmm. So it's metaphors. I think drawing and writing as an artist, it helps to create. And people say, I'm not an artist. And I say, but you chose the clothes that you're wearing today. There's an art in that, mm -hmm. isn't there? So... Yes. So that is the morning practice. I would say just have something that you like to do, something that you do, but keep it going. Don't hold in and don't. And, and if you have the challenge and it's tough, switch it the other way. Switch that thought. See what the opportunity is. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, I just um, did a labyrinth retreat in Maui and we walked a labyrinth and chose the 28 things in our life that we wanted to revisit. And I think I had 36. I don't listen well, and I didn't follow directions. However, it worked out on the labyrinth. So you would walk the steps of a labyrinth, and a labyrinth is a prayer walk with lots of twists and turns. And you would realize that every time you got to a total 160-degree angle and everything turned, it was just like life. Whether it was an accident or something you met, um, my first marriage, you know, almost dying, hip replacements, whatever, you saw that no matter what, the path continued and there would always be another twist and turn for the next thing. And that was just the most amazing way to say that we had to draw a timeline of our life and like list everything. And you could put things on the 
positive side and negative side, but when you were done, you figured out that even the negative things were part of the positive thing because it made you... They're all connected. ...who you are, and it, it was the path you were supposed to take. Yes. I mean, I think... It's good. I've said to people to recommend that Julia Cameron book. I thought it was great because she gives you a 12-week program and you don't have to follow the program as such. But the one thing you have to do is to write every morning as soon as you wake up. And so that led my drawings, the combination of that structure in the morning, led the drawings to getting more and more simple to the final drawing, to the most recent, which is a heart, which is a gateway, and then the shadow of the heart, if you imagine the line coming from a heart gateway, and then the line can, goes back beyond the heart into the distance, and they've got Harriet planting seeds, saying, this is where we are, sowing seeds of love, and I had her going through gateways of hearts, I said, be kind to yourself, mm -hmm. uncertainty is certain. That's the only the thing, only thing that certain. we know for sure. So, and I thought the simplicity as well of that line, it was quite calming. That's why the picture for me, that picture in particular, I thought, oh, I feel quite anchored. That's, that's the meaning, isn't it? Is to be as simple as you can and be as kind as you can and playful. Just play with your, play with whatever it is you've got that you're maybe you're afraid of, but look at, it's that thing of looking at things in a different way. Right. Right. So if you, so, so those have been wonderful sage wisdom stories. So, um, what are you excited about now? I mean, you're excited yeah. about everything. <laughs> I, I was so entertained watching your shows from the lockdown because we did things. We had art classes online. We met and played bingo every Monday oh, night. Like we yeah. got my girl group together, you know, and Great. we really connected because we just didn't know what to do. We're like, who could ever imagine we are locked down in our houses by some germ? This is the craziest thing we've ever heard. And so um, I just really wish I had seen you and known you during that because that was so uplifting and fun, what you were doing. So talk about your exhibitions and talk about yeah. you know what is what is on the horizon as those seeds of love, oh, gosh, you yeah. and Harriet, are on this adventure. Definitely, definitely. I think it's that the key is what I've really seen is since the lockdown, a lot of upsets. I've seen so many people with mental well-being, any, or people you would classify as normal. I'd say myself, all of us. I think all of us have been affected. And the one thing is taking time with people. So before lockdown, I was running an event every month called Lucy's Lounge. And I would, people I meet out and about, I would invite them to present their music, their poetry, their art, their comics, their graphic novels, paintings. And they're all professional people. And I met them in different places, maybe in a cafe and anywhere. Or I saw them somewhere and said, would you like to come to this? So it was in a pub in Bloomsbury, a very historical pub. And it was acoustic and I would just introduce everybody, give them 15 minutes each, say, show us what you have. The whole point was I wanted people to meet each other, to nurture each other in real life. So I was doing that and I loved it because I would obviously sing, I could present other people and it was a hub. Mm -hmm. And I loved that because it meant bringing people together, internationals living in London. Lockdown came, so I thought, oh gosh, so I took to Harriet. So I kept drawing, but this time I released Harriet on Instagram. And I thought that was me connecting with the outside world. Right, absolutely. And getting these comments. And it wasn't about the comments, it was just today, day one. Well, today's day 777, I think. I'll have to check that, but I have kept the days going. 
Wow. And I hadn't thought, I thought, this is interesting because we aren't really over it. Mm -hmm. And so then I knew I was going to be part of an exhibition. I have a partner who's Greek called Jimmy Ahetas. That's his painter's and his composer name. And he got stuck in Greece. And the, the curator said, well, you'll have to, um, basically, I curated the paintings. I had to, because the curator couldn't come back to the flat to pick them. We had a look, but he remembered them. And I knew he wanted to do an exhibition. And that's because he had a dream that I was in it, my partner was in it, and there was an English portrait painter in it. And he said, I had this dream and I'd really like to put you in this exhibition called Three Places and Time. Bang, lockdown. Right, what do we do? So he said, well, we, 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 nobody knew if there was going to be an opening at any point. And then right. finally, this, it was meant to be April, October the 2nd, I had the exhibition. It was just five of us there. The curator, the mm -hmm. operation manager, myself, a friend and another friend. That was it. And the filmmaker, Anna, who filmed it. And I thought, oh, gosh, and I'm going to be 60 as well the next day. So all these sort of upsets and confusion. How should I feel? I'm grateful, but I'm unfortunate. I can't mm -hmm. have my family. Right. <clears throat> so this exhibition became my life. It was a total focus all through the lockdown, building pieces for it, taking pictures, interacting, and then drawing Harriet. So eventually when it came, I instead of just hanging a picture or a few pictures, the curator gave me the length of the corridor, an installation, hardboard, and said, here's some boards you know, what can you do with it? Here's five glass cabinets. What can you do with wow. it? Wow. And I'm going, oh, my gosh. This is what? That was the challenge. Right. And now you had the time that you I had the time. So one, yeah. So what I did, I said to him, I'd really like to reflect on my life. This is what I'd like to do. This is what I said years ago, planting seeds. I talked to a friend, see what do you want to do? And I said, I'd love to have a, just a room so I can put up everything I've done in my life just for me to see it, not for a big exhibition, but just to reflect. So this became the reflection. However, I never got to go to Greece. So I thought, how can I anchor this? There's a Greek there's a Scot mm -hmm. and there's an English artist. So mm -hmm. it's one of those classic jokes, yeah, it's a, you know. It's what happened? Did they change the light bulb or not? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I thought, all right, so I'll bring Greece here. So I made, I painted like a taverna. I've had my pictures hanging from it. But it was organic. It just grew and grew because I was able to go in and out on my own wearing a mask and keep playing with it. And it became this microcosm of my life with press cuttings and a show I was in called The Alternative Miss World. There's an artist called Andrew Logan. He does these incredible shows called The Alternative Miss World. And I came second one year dressed up as um, Mystifying Gravity. So I was the break with wings, Mystifying Gravity for my day wear. My swimwear was sort of bubbles and I had a giant moon. And it was just such fun. Another one was... Um, Miss What on Earth. So I was the, the Grand Canyon. You know, everything was made of paper. Cartoon yeah. is my thing. I love it. Paper is a really easy way to make things very quickly. And so I was able to take these reflections because I had the time and I played with a cabinet, which you can imagine wasn't easy. Right. Because I'm trying to make it 3D, mm -hmm. not just put flat things in it. And so I was cutting things and cutting and cutting. And then I, so I took people through my life up to Lucy's Lounge. Lucy's lockdown. So, so it was because I had pictures of people who'd come over the years to Lucy's lounge and performers, and I put them in one of the cabinets. So we're told the story, but in the story pops up Harriet, and Harriet features very heavily because she's she's diarised my life. So I had her up there and pictures of her during lockdown, and then at the very end of the corridor, I had a, a signature picture frame that's turquoise, 
which I loved <laughs> that I saw and oh. I thought was so much fun. <laughs> well, I made that at art college and it's followed through because I love turquoise and the turquoise frame has continued through my life as an artist framing everything. And so I got hospital staff during lockdown and said, would you mind, can I take your picture? So now here we are. So what's next? So that went on. There is summer, autumn, winter, spring. I couldn't believe I'm going back to this place, seeing the seasons changing. Can you imagine? So I brought fairy lights in for Christmas, got Greek television in for Christmas. I was trying to promote my partner, and instead they said, what's this? And they saw my little film about Harry and said, oh, I, we'd like to, to look at your work. So I brought the Greek television into the hospital, and it was just great. So what's happened is now I'm in this exhibition currently called Life in the Age of Covid at the mm. same place. Wow. And I thought, I'm meant to be here. Right. I am meant to be here. So I've taken Harriet and filled up one cabinet with four, with, as I said, you know, Harriet at the kitchen table with mm -hmm. mask on, Harriet feeling overwhelmed at night, looking at the moon, just wanting to be on the moon. So they're very, they look very animated there. Mm -hmm. And it's tracing paper. Fun. Using tracing paper. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, I want people to connect and I want them to write their story. I want them to say, so I've made little books that are blank in this tiny little, you know, so they can imagine their story. And I just thought it's about inspiration and going. It's, I think we all need to be nurtured, all of us. Well, Harriet seems like a great partner on this life journey, I tell <laughs> yes. you. I tell you, well, it is just, I'm just so honored to meet you. I have enjoyed you from afar. I'm pinching myself that I'm here in London. Oh, it's um, wonderful you're here. Fabulous people, and we will be back. And you're all invited to America to come hang out anytime oh, you want. Um, I just think that that's what it's all about, is continuing to just help people and, and help the world. Uh, absolutely, especially now. Yes, I think we've all been through this together, and although uh, we've been in different countries in different ways, yes, um, just I think the mental anguish has been on all of us. Definitely. And two, I'm with you that art is job is to transform, uplift, and inspire. And that's why I believe wear art, sing art, make art, write, teach, do whatever you can to express to help others. Let it out. And let it out. Let art out. Well, you have been listening to Boost Power Podcast. And I know you're like, Betsy, I like all your international people. They talk really funny. I'm like, I know. I've got a Scot here now. And now I'll be in Scotland soon and get a, some more Scottish accent. You guys are going to think I'm so worldly. Well, obviously, today is your lucky day that you tuned in to hear these fantastic stories and that you really started to see how art is on purpose and how Lucinda and her TV music debuts, the ripple effect goes on as well as her wonderful life with Harriet. So tell others about Boost Power Podcast, especially those who need to plug in for positive, interesting, fabulous women from around the world with great stories to uplift and inspire you. Like us on any app and give us a good rating. This is your host, Betsy Wiersma. Thank you for listening to Boost Power Podcast and plugging in stories from the journey of life and business. Our music is by award-winning singer-songwriter Megan Burt, and we're produced at the Cinder Sound Studios in Colorado. We are part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, people committed to podcasts on purpose that are designed to uplift and inspire. 
Please subscribe to Boost on your favorite podcast platform and tell your friends to join us. Learn more, BetsyWearsma.com.